Welcome to the podcast, a monthly podcast brought to you by Profitable Ideas Exchange. Your partner in strategic relationships and business development. We are your hosts, Aubrey Darden and TJ Dennis. Hey there, Aubrey. It is officially December. We're almost done with the year. How are you, how are you hanging in? <laughs> I am doing pretty good. You may be able to tell by my voice, though, that I I traveled a bunch over Thanksgiving and then went on a, a little extended vacation with my husband and came back and promptly came down with the flu. So yeah. I'm recovering and feeling much better, but my voice is still showing the remnants of that, unfortunately. You sound great to me. Don't even worry about it. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a negative end to what was probably a really fun trip. Um, and I, I also... I also feel totally like that's, worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. It's totally worth it. I, I, it's also sort of indicative of kind of how I feel like a lot of people's travel has been this year. And we've talked so much on this podcast about the pandemic and things like that. Um, and also a little indicative of the episode that we have today. Um, for everybody who's listening, this episode's a little bit different than what we have. We actually have a handful of guests. They're all here with the Pie Pack. Um, and it's because we very recently, um, you know, had a loss on our team of Pi's chief growth officer, Matt Ulrich, who's also been on a couple of episodes in the past. It's been a, a very sad um, month or so that we've had here as a team, but it's also been really nice to elevate the the really great stories that we've all had. And so we figured today's episode was important to share, you know, the the mentorship and the the business acumen that Matt had for those that weren't able to ever work with him. Um you know, just a quick background. Matt was a captain at Northwestern University football um, and was a national strength and weightlifting All-American. He holds still to this day a handful of Northwestern weight room records. Um, and then even just a, a couple months ago, set his personal best of bench pressing 505 pounds. He was an NFL Super Bowl champion from his years with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and he would, I, I remember this every year, he, around Super Bowl time, would bring in his Super Bowl ring, this colossal piece of jewelry um, to show off with the team. He gave back to basically every community that he touched. Um, and he recently served on the board of the Gallatin Valley YMCA, where Pi donated our community giving award this particular year. He was a local youth football coach. Um, he was a member of, of the Harvard Player Advisory Board with their football health study um, and aiding research for those with in post-college and post-professional football athletes. His passion at Pi was for developing talent and growth and being prevalent in basically everything that we do as a chief growth officer and bringing in new clients and scaling the ones that we do work with. Um, he he was one of the the Pi people who's been here for an extremely long tenure and has helped see this team go up uh, to about 75 employees and record record revenues year over year. I I have to just say before I kind of finish out our spiel about Matt, the fact that he bench pressed 505 Unbelievable. Pounds, every time I hear that statistic, I'm like, that is so much. It's a quarter Wait. of a ton. It's one I quarter mean, of a ton. <laughs> even yeah it's and with your upper body too right like being able to do that with your upper body like it's one thing to squat 505 pounds but to bench press 505 pounds it just blows my mind unreal anyways um as he mentioned he really did have a passion for mentorship and um 
he was really fueled by meeting people and making friends and by sharing his wisdom and experiences um, as both an exceptional and personable storyteller. He was a very optimistic person. He saw the world in a very positive light, full of opportunity. Um, you know, I always remember him coming back from BD trips and, and feeling, you know, like full of fire and full of mm-hmm. excitement and optimism about all the opportunities that were presented, whether it was for three months down the road or five years down the road. Like there was always opportunity in his eyes. Um, he And he was always the first person to celebrate wins, um, whether that was business wins, athletic wins, personal wins, whatever it may be. Um, he, he was really such an authentic spirit in our office. And I know that a lot of the people who have worked with him for a very long time or um, even if they didn't work with him for a long time, but just had several projects with him will, you know, feel this really deeply as will um, his wife and and his four sons. Um, so we're, we feel really grateful that we've been able to offer support to their family um, in this hard time. And of course, offering support to our colleagues. And I don't know, we, like you said, we have a bunch of stories from the pack that we're going to share here um, to kind of commemorate the the memory of the big, positive, cheerful person that Matt was. Um, But before we do that, I thought, you know, it'd be good for us to share some memories of Matt. Um, (laughs) I always remember his blue shorts. I don't know about you. His yeah. iconic blue shorts. <laughs> yeah, the 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 classic like uh they were they were like shiny almost those like basketball shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but one thing I always remember is you know I I don't think I've talked about it much on this podcast, but um, outside of work I do a lot of endurance racing, so triathlon, long distance triathlon, long distance cycling events, things like that. And Matt thought I was a crazy person for doing these things, despite <laughs> the fact that he was an athlete his whole life. He always just thought I was crazy for doing what I do. I know he um, used to give Erica Flowers a hard time about it to another uh, team member here at Pi who also competes in endurance races. Um, and he would always ask me how my training went over the weekend during the summer. He knew I was training for a big cycling event. So he would always ask me, oh, what'd you get up to this weekend? And I would tell him about my long bike rides that I did. And he would always ask me, oh, well, how long was it? And I would say, oh, you know, however many hours. And he would just look at me with wide eyes, shaking his head, saying, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> um, but even though he wasn't an endurance athlete, I know we had a shared admiration for sport and kind of the role it played in our lives. And I think while we didn't work together super closely um, here at Pi in terms of client work or, or anything like that, we worked sort of on the business development side. I know that we kind of like shared a bond over that piece of our lives outside of work, which was really fun. And I always appreciated that he would check in. I mean, he was a leader of a company of 70 people and he always seemed to remember, you know, I was training for something or asking, asking me how it was going. So I know that that, that went a long way and that was really important to him to show people that they're seen and heard and and he's thinking of them, you know? A hundred percent. I mean, my story is so similar in a lot of ways. Um, he came, he like sort of, uh, power walked to my office and I was, I was sitting there and I was just typing away. My door was kind of cracked and he like knocked and I was like, Hey, hey come in. He goes, Hey, three things. One, how are you? And I was like, 
great. You look like you got some. He's like, two. I know I owe you that thing. It was something like contractually related. I don't remember what it was to this very moment because it was very quickly overshadowed. And this is one of the things we love about Matt is his ability to mix the fun and the business simultaneously in everything that he does. He was like, I owe you this thing. I'll get it to you. Not a big deal. And I was like, yep, we're on the same page. And then he goes, is that your motor motorcycle outside? And I was like, yeah, it was July. It was, it was around the time that uh, the Gallatin County Fair was taking place. And I had ridden my motorcycle to the office. And I was like, yeah, that's my bike. And he goes, I rode my quad from the fairgrounds. Do you want to have a drag race later? And I was like, <laughs> sure Matt. yeah let's do it i don't think that's legal but yeah we'll go out on a county road and we'll like go fast real quick and it's just one of those things that has stuck with me and i think about a lot is just his ability to be like cool we need to get to work we need to do those things we need to check in on the people and we also need to like have a little bit of fun while we're doing all of those things yeah 100 percent. and i know he I was never the subject of a prank, but I know he was constantly pranking people and just oh, doing yeah. really silly things um, to, you know, give people a hard time, bring a smile to their face. Um, I, I know that sometimes our our work can be very busy and it can feel like a lot sometimes when we're, when we're in the busy season. And I know that he always went out of his way to make sure that even if people were feeling stressed or maybe overwhelmed, he was trying to bring some levity to the office and, and make sure people were, you know, laughing and smiling and still feeling connected with one another, which was um, a legacy that I think he'll, he'll leave at Pi for, for as long as this company is around. I agree with you 100%. And now we want to elevate the voices of those people who feel the same and have very similar stories. Um, so for the rest of the episode, you'll hear from members of the Pi Pack who all worked with Matt and were impacted by uh, his existence, not only on, uh, you know, in this company, but in this world. Um, before all that, though, we wish you a very happy holidays, and we look forward to talking to you again here in uh, 2024. Hey, so I'm Tom, and uh, I'm the CEO of Pi, and I was technically Matt's boss. Um, I'm 62 years old. He was 41 years old. Um, but in a strange way, I always saw Matt as my mentor, as my coach. So for me, what that meant is a lot of what I do is um, try and drive business development, make new friends, figure out the ways in which we can sort of build a bridge from uh, companies' uh, expertise to the people that they most want to help. And if I had a great sales call, um, I always wanted to go to Matt's office. And I go into Matt's office and I'm like, this is what happened, this is what happened, and we're going to make like $20 million, it's going to be awesome. And uh, he, he, he would give me a big high five or a fist bump or something like that. And, and I would be like, look, we're all little kids, right? And I, I was like, wow, a Super Bowl champion just gave me a high five. And I just felt like, I don't know, Peyton Manning was my brother or something. And it made me feel so good. I was just like, I don't know. He always made me feel good that way. And then he, I would get done with that and he'd be like, hey, I want to just talk a little bit. He was our chief growth officer. Um, I want to talk a little bit about our business development efforts going forward. We're doing okay, but I got to tell you, Tom, I'm a little pissed off because we can do better. And I'm like, well, we're doing great. And he's like, no, but we can do better. I expect us to do better. And then I'm like, I get that kind of cold fear you get when your your dad's like, uh, I don't know, an A is good, but an A plus will be better. And uh, and to me, I was like, that's exactly why he was a Super Bowl champion and why he was so great at pie. 
because he simultaneously was all of our cheerleaders and at the same time held us to very high expectations and pointed to the future and said, you know what, we can be even better than what we are right now. I miss Matt so much. The first time I met Matt was at the, it was when I started in 2020 and Pi had like a summer barbecue to kind of get people together. There were several of us that were being hired on at the time and um, I was a little nervous going to the barbecue myself. Just I didn't really know anybody. I knew Stephanie um, just from past relationships with her and um, but so I was a little nervous going and then all of a sudden like I'm just kind of standing and chatting with a few people and then I feel a tap on my shoulder and I turn around and there's this like giant man standing there and I had always known <laughs> like about Matt um, my husband played fantasy football with him and just like knowing stuff and her always talking about this gentle giant Matt Ulrich that she worked with at Pi um, so I kind of had a feeling it was him, but I turned around and I'm like, damn, man, you really are <laughs> tall. Um, and he just welcomed me and he's like, you must be Kelsey. So nice to meet you. Um, we're going to be working a lot together moving forward. I can't wait to have you on the team. And it was just kind of like his conversation. He just had this way of like making me, ah, oh, okay, like, yeah, I feel good now. Like I'm really excited to join this team and become part of this community. And and um, really from from that moment on, um, Matt was like my rock here at Pi. And he was the one I spoke with every day. I saw him every day, whether it was virtual or in person and worked with him every day, whether it was on client projects at the beginning or business development work moving forward um, further on down the road and Matt was my biggest cheerleader here at Pi and everything work and life he was an incredible mentor he was a dear friend he taught me more patience and grace than how to handle different challenging situations, not only in the workplace, but I would confide in him for home life and with my husband and kids and just life in general. Um, he was one of the best mentors I could have asked for and is the reason for my current success. And his voice will continue to play in my mind as I address more challenges in my life. Matt, thank you. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for your continued support, love, and friendship. I am unsure what Pi looks like without you, my friend, but we all know that your spirit will continue to live throughout these halls and that your words of wisdom will live on. Through all of us who you have touched at Pi and through your beautiful boys and loving wife. Thanks, Aubrey. Thanks, TJ. Really appreciate y'all making some time for the pack to share their stories and share their memories with Matt. Um, I have many, many memories, as many of us do, of Matt, but there is a specific one that I wanted to share because it stands out. It happened very early on in, in our 
relationship and friendship with one another. And it's quite the example of Matt in his daily work life leading by example. So like I said, this was this happened at the beginning of my journey here at Pi, and it was one of the first meetings that I had ever had with one of our clients regarding account mapping. So working through kind of the members that we have as a part of our group, having a better understanding or at least gleaning a better understanding of what that relationship looks like with the client and ultimately outlining some actions to kind of move that relationship forward. So I was leading the call, but had support from Matt on that call. And we had met with the broader client team before, but only once before in a kickoff call, whenever we first started the program. So this was a few few months down the line where we were kind of checking in with one another. And in those weekly calls that we had with the client, they were very light and bubbly. We were often cracking jokes and laughing throughout while also getting some real work done. Um, But we also just had a lot of fun with these clients. Now, that being said, the account mapping exercise that we did with them, with their broader team, included some other characters as a part of that, that client team, and one of which was, was a prickly character, as I'll say. Um, when we jumped on that call, obviously the mood was different. There are a few extra folks from that client team involved, and, and you could just tell that the energy was a little bit different. But we didn't let that, that deter us or, or slip us up at, at all. We just kind of continued forward with the mission and, and gave them some really great stats, some really great facts of some things that we had kind of done in the first 90 days as a part of the program. And we had a lot of great ideas in terms of how we were going to move forward. Now, as the conversation kind of went on, uh, the prickly character, as I've named him, um, jumped in at one point and and had some interest around our executive summary. The executive summary that that we make after each exchange, he wanted to know how long that was, who was writing it, et cetera. Um, And the minute that I said that, oh, you know, they range anywhere from one to three pages. Before I even got that sentence out, that person came back and and said, oh, I'm not going to read that. Very, very quickly, Matt jumped into the text and or jumped into our chat, kind of the background chat that we had. And he said, don't get alarmed. We don't we don't lead that way. It's okay. Uh, I'm happy to jump in here. And that's exactly what he did. He jumped into the conversation, um, kind of restated our our goals, our mission, some of the tactics that have found, that we have found to be really successful um, and and kind of led with grace in that moment to get off the call gracefully and then call our internal team back to say, hey team, you all did nothing wrong. This is just a prickly character. And just one thing I want you all to note is we're not gonna lead that way. We're gonna hear what our clients have to say. We're gonna hear what our partners have to say. And we're gonna work with that. We're gonna work within our boundaries. And if we need to make changes, then we can suggest them at that time. So I think that this is just a great example of Matt Ulrich being a leader and and leading with integrity, with respect, and with humility, something that I know I'll never forget when I think about my friend. Hi, my name is Carly Auger. I'm a partner and managing director here at Pi. 
Um, when Matt joined our team, I'd been here for a couple of years. So that was in October 2012. And I was tasked with training Matt up to take over one of John's long-standing groups, which was a chief supply chain officer group um, when he first started as an associate director with us. I think what's fun to think about is where most people got to know Matt as their facilita facilitation training leader and coach. I was the one that was putting him through rep after rep of how to own the pause, how to kick off an exchange how to transition topics and avoid what we call jump ball questions. Um, so I got to train the master trainer, which is fun to think about. And one thing I'll highlight is that I, I believe his mindset to succeed and help shape, not just follow best practices in what we do, uh, helped make us the pie we are today. Um, so very grateful for Matt's fingerprints and all of that. From 2016 to 2018, I sent out monthly motivational quotes emails to the pack. My dad was a teacher and a coach, and he had quite the collection of books full of great quotes that he shared with me throughout my years as a student athlete. Um, in these emails, I would highlight a few happenings at the company, milestones that we reached, uh, team celebrations, and I'd always close them out with four quotes. Um, Matt had started referring to our quotes of the month email as the pie newsletter back in the day because we didn't have one of those up and running. Um, and he'd always have a comment back uh, to those emails, which made me smile. I imagine he also enjoyed his fair share of inspirational locker room posters over the years. And he'd, he would also include some colorful quotes um, from some of his favorite rappers in, in his motivational emails to the pack. I remember one from Marshall, Marshall Mathers, to be specific. Um, always, they were always placed perfectly to get the pack on board and, and pumped to deliver greatness. One of the most recent emails I received from Matt was in June of this year. Uh, it was from him celebrating my promotion to managing director, which would have been a long-time goal that I've had. Uh, he wrote me, I'm I've always told you that everything you touch turns to gold. You're a born boss badass with the heart of a saint. He told me this probably 10 years ago in the early days of working together, and I've always hung on to it when needing a boost of confidence. Whenever he'd be in three forks for his boys' wrestling tournaments, he got a kick out of texting me pictures from my high school cafeteria where I was wearing colorful plaid pants, <laughs> just, just his style, and uh, holding my state championship golf trophies with notes that said, see, what did I tell you? All right, so the thing that I'm always going to remember about Matt is that whatever he did, uh, he always found a way to get stuff done. And sometimes it was more finesse than you might expect. Uh, sometimes it was effort and, you know, sometimes it was brute force because <laughs> it was Matt. And so what I love about Matt, so Matt was a big guy, but he had a great sense of style. So his first in-person event that he and I go to, he's got a suit and it looks great on him. You know, he's got it tailored. He used to be in the NFL. You used to have to wear it. And so, you know, but, but... He's a big guy, and like me, we both tend to sweat. And we are in Miami in June. Oh, God. And it is Matt's, it is Matt's first event, and so he's nervous. Uh, so we, we get to our rooms and literally beads of sweat on his forehead. And he asks, I don't know, two, three, four of the workers, you know, hey, can you adjust that thermostat? Because it's behind one of those clear lock boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, and, can, you can't fit it. Yeah, yeah. 
and and you know it, we're getting closer and closer to go time and no one has done it and Matt finally just walks over to the box he kind of looks left he kind of looks right and he literally just pulled it off the wall <laughs> wait the plastic Di- he pulled the plastic <laughs> box right off the wall dialed it down to like i don't know 64 degrees and then just puts it back on there clearly it's it's just hanging by a thread thread and he goes back and sits down Problem solved. Hey, <laughs> needed it get needed it to get done. Got it done. I yep. can I can see him doing that. Yeah. yeah, I can just picture it in my mind. His big hands grabbing the long box and just. <laughs> yep. And when it would and, and again at the end I was like, yeah, no one's gonna notice that. <laughs> it's just hanging by a thread. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, so Matt was newish at Pi, and he was kind of finding his own way as a leader. And the thing about Matt's leadership style was that he would always just find things that he thought needed to be done and do them. You know, he didn't wait to be told. He didn't wait to be given a title. He didn't, he just saw something that needed to be done and he did it. And I remember like when we promoted him to partner, it was like one of the easiest conversations we've ever had about that because we all said, I mean, he's basically doing everything that a partner is supposed to do already. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Matt's finding his voice as a leader and he comes into my office one day and I don't know what I had said. You know, I had, you know, made some comment uh, and, you know, he, he came in my office and he said, Nordy, I got to tell you, I've been yelled at by O-line coaches and trainers over the years. So when I tell you this, you, you need to realize I'm a big boy. And I respect that you you lead from the front and you have a really high standard that you hold people to, but you need to realize the weight that your words carry. And he said, when you make a comment uh, like that, you need to realize how much weight that carries. And you also need to realize that when you give a compliment, there's a lot of weight behind that compliment. To this day, it sticks with me because one of my models in life has always been say what you mean and mean what you say. And I can still hold myself and people to a really high standard, and I have to realize the weight in the words that I say. Mm-hmm. So that's one, that's a lesson I've taken from Matt to this day. Thank you for listening to the podcast, brought to you by Profitable Ideas Exchange. Profitable Ideas Exchange, connecting powerful minds and making the world smarter and smaller.